Welcome to the Aesthetic Report, a podcast by Dermascope, created for skincare professionals who want to grow in their careers by hearing directly from leaders who've been there, done that, and are paving the future of their industry. Join Michelle Diallard Brenner as she interviews industry giants on the latest in all things skincare, beauty, wellness, business, and more. Without further ado, here's your host, Michelle Diallard Brenner. Hello, everybody. Michelle Brenner with the Aesthetic Report, and I am super, super excited to have a special guest with me today, Casey Boone. Casey, you're out on the West Coast right now, aren't you? I am. Have you ever been an East Coast girl? I've never been an East Coast girl. Uh, I am tried and true Southern California girl. Oh, that's actually, that's right. I did know that. Well, (laughs) and Casey is owner of Glow Skin Care. I am really excited. Welcome, and thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Wow. I feel honored. That's amazing. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Well, I have to tell you, so I I did my research, you know, the team sent me over my bullet points. I I did my research and you're pretty awesome. I got to say, what a super cool woman. I mean, you really got your hands in a lot of different things. Oh, thank you so much. And yes, I do have my hands in a lot of things. (laughs) There were So many great things popping around on your website and your Instagram and the podcast that you and Lorena do. I guess one of the things that stuck out the most is you got started in the business pretty early, 18 years old. I was 18 years old when I went to esthetician school. Yeah. And, you know, being a dancer, coming from being a dancer and just kind of that thing. But what was it that triggered you to say, you know, I want to go to aesthetic school at 18? So I actually graduated high school a semester early because I hated school. I knew I didn't want, (laughs) let's be honest. I (laughs) I knew I didn't want to go to college, but I also knew that I needed something more. You know, I needed some kind of vocational school. I decided I wasn't going to pursue a career as a professional dancer, but I was also really good at makeup, stage makeup for when I was dancing, all the girls that I danced with would line up. I'd do all of their fake eyelashes, do their makeup. And I thought, huh, maybe I should be a makeup artist. So went to makeup school, started trying to work in LA. I was like 18 at the time. It's very competitive. And I'm thinking I did never understood why makeup artists didn't need like a, a license. They just have a certificate. Like I couldn't wrap my brain around that. So then right. I started doing my research and found esthetician school. And I was like, well, this is close enough. I don't think I really want to do skincare, but I'm going to go to school anyhow. So go right. to school. I fall in love with this skincare and then I never do makeup again. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I've honestly, I've been in the skincare and the beauty business since 1987. I hate makeup. Like I, the skin, I like love skincare. I'm awful at makeup and I own a skincare institute. So people are like, oh, can you teach us? I'm like, no, because if I do your makeup, it's going to look just like mine and you're all going to look exactly the same. <laughs> it's awful. Oh, so funny. Yeah. Now I hire someone to do my makeup because I'm not interested in doing it, you know? And then I'm like, don't put too much like foundation on because I work really hard on my skin, you know? So things change. So listen, so, so you went to school for makeup deciding that's not your thing. It's skin. Tell me the shift to move into becoming an entrepreneur. I mean, what, you know, listen, there's not too many 18 year olds out there that are like, damn, I've got this. I can do this. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I grew up in a household where my parents own their own business. They still do. I always, yeah. my dad owns a, a pool business here in California. I always looked up to him. I feel like me and my dad have a lot of similarities. So from a very young age, he was teaching me about money, how to work for yourself. It's like, I have this story about, I really wanted this Barbie. It was like this special edition Barbie. And they're like, well, we're not going to buy it for you. So I figured out ways to make money at a very young age. Yeah. And from that very young age, I decided I want to be a business owner. Like that was always the end goal from literally when I was a kid. And then, you know, going into my aesthetics career, I did work for other people. But in the back of my mind, I was always like, okay, I'm going to learn the ins and outs of this industry and then hopefully take what I've learned and blossom it into my own business. Yeah. And it didn't take you very long, obviously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 15 years in, I'm almost 10 years into owning my own business. You yeah. know, five years working as an esthetician for someone else isn't really that long in the grand scheme of things, yeah. and I guess for my entire career. But yeah, it's an evolution. <laughs> it is an evolution. Let me ask you, in that five-year time period, were you consistently at one location? Did you work for multiple different people? I mean, what was your pathway during that small bit of time? So when I was going to esthetician school, I was waitressing on the side because I feel like yeah. that's the perfect side hustle. Obviously, yeah. as estheticians, we're typically good with people. We like people. And so I already had that customer service background waitressing. When I got out of esthetician school, I was still waitressing at night. I was working at a day spa as a receptionist during the day, eventually with like the promise to get in the treatment room. So I worked in a day spa for probably about a year and a half, wasn't loving it, then went to a medical spa where they hired me actually as receptionist slash medical assistant slash esthetician. But it was in LA and it was a medical spa. And I was like, okay, this is it, right? I'm going to learn it. this is it. I'm going to learn the peels right. and the microdermabrasion. This is even before hydrodermabrasion and hydrofacial remind you, right? you know? So I was like, I'm just yeah. excited to get like a diamond tip microdermabrasion. Right. So I, you know, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. that for about three and a half years. I actually was let go of that job for literally, we don't know the reason. <laughs> like one day they just let me go. And just because you were, you were too good. You were just, problem. you were sure, more than they needed. <laughs> go with that. And it was a blessing in disguise because they let go of me on a Tuesday. And by Thursday, I went to the bank to open my first business bank account. I was like, I just decided I'm doing this. You know, Good sat down you. with my dad, wrote a list yep. of what I need, how much it's going to cost, how many facials I need to make enough money to survive and found yep. a room to rent as a solo esthetician. So I did start That's solo awesome. for about a year and a half working in someone else's salon before I opened yep. the big glow skincare. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about glow, but let me ask you because so many people go down that path of, I want to open my own business, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. And I think even you and Lorena talk about that on podcast or two, but it's like everyone sits back waiting for that moment to happen. And it just doesn't happen. You either get fired and figure it out <laughs> or you have to. But you know what? When you went into this, you're like, oh, damn, I've got this 100%. Absolutely not. I mean, there's still days where I'm like, do I have this? You know, I <laughs> yeah, remember right. at the time, I think I was 22 years old when I decided to go out on my own. I was terrified. I think my dad wrote me a check for like $1,000 and was like, 
good luck. And I was like, oh shit, first off, I got to pay my dad back and I got to make sure <laughs> like I can survive. You know, it was absolutely terrifying. But for me, number one, I felt like, okay, if I'm not making enough money, I could always go back to waitressing on the side, you know, right. if I had to. So I had a backup plan, but I was also willing, I was like, I'm going to put everything I have into this because number one, I'm 22 years old. So I really don't have anything to lose at the time. Right. I just had a little shitty yeah. apartment here in LA. So I right. felt like I was going to go balls to the wall <laughs> and just yeah. do it. But every step of the way, there was times where it's like you want to cry and throw up of nerves and excitement and all the above. And that never goes away, does it? It never goes away because every time I decide to take on a new project, those same butterfly feelings happen. But, you know, I always recommend like the more you can pull the trigger and like flex that muscle of like doing something out of your comfort zone, the easier it does become. And then the bigger triggers you can pull, you know, the bigger things you can do. Yeah, because comfort isn't growth. Comfort Uh, is definitely not growth. It's not. It's not. Nope. Okay, so you had rented a room, did your kind of solo thing. Tell me where Glow came from. I mean, where did Glow Skincare and this whole, like, where did this baby come from? (laughs) I mean, it's like I said before, it's really been an evolution. Never in a million years could I imagine that it is what it is now. Glow, I feel like everyone uses Glow now and maybe everyone was using Glow back in 2011, maybe not. My inspiration from like literally the name was like JLo Glow, right? I grew up (laughs) within like the JLo era. And I was like, who doesn't want the JLo glow? So that's where the name came from. But again, it's been an evolution. I was working solo again, not totally thrilled with like everything going on. It was a hair salon as well. So it was noisy. I had a couple esthetician friends who were willing to rent rooms for me. So I said, all right, here we go. I'm going to go try and find a commercial real estate, which is like a whole other. In LA. In LA. Oh my God. In LA. I don't know why anyone gave me at 23 a piece of commercial real estate, (laughs) but they did, you know? And then it was a lot of, a lot, a lot of learning curves, you know, people, employees and renters coming in and out at the same time while I'm trying to run the entire business and see a clientele and maybe try and sell some products on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's like one day at a time. (laughs) Literally one day at a time. Stay in the know by following Dermascope on Instagram. With more memes, giveaways, reposts from influencers, and product reviews, then you'll know what to do with. This Instagram account is far more than just pretty photos. Be sure to hit that follow button for the latest in Dermascope news, including upcoming webinars and events, must-see articles, and exclusive brand takeovers. Follow us at Dermascope on Instagram to get the quality content you have come to expect from the authority of professional skincare. Okay, so you've had Glow now, you said 10 years, 15 years? Glow Skincare's 10-year anniversary will be March 2021. So almost a decade in business, which is super exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That's really huge. That's Thank fantastic. So Good yeah. for you. Looking at the growth of that, if I had to ask you for one of your biggest milestones, what would that have been in the process of growing your business? You know, there's been so many and so many unexpected ones. I think for me, 
Here's the crazy thing. I always thought I'd have this huge day spa, be running this entire spa. Of course, with coronavirus, like I had to completely pivot my entire business. And now to basically be a content creator, a mentor for other estheticians, and also creating really cool products for estheticians in the treatment room. I feel like for me, those were like kind of like really huge things. I've always been a creative person. So for me to find something to help other estheticians, I don't know if that's even necessarily a milestone, but that was always my goal. Like I felt like there was a lot of people... I didn't have a lot of help. I feel like I was just thrown out into the world and it's like, good luck being an esthetician. So, you know, for me, having people tell me that I've helped them or they they love my towels or the, you know, the podcast changed their business has been absolutely incredible for me. So super rewarding. Well, and you know, and that's why I have to tell you, I mean, when we started, I'm like, I'm so impressed by you. I mean, honestly, what you've done is so super cool because you know what? Being an entrepreneur, is, it's not easy. You know that clearly. I mean, it's it's a huge undertaking. It's frightening, but you've targeted so many different areas. And Casey, that's just, it's really, I was like, wow, she's <laughs> awesome. You know, so I'll start with the, like, the products is, is the first thing. I'm like, oh, she's got a towel. I'm like, okay. So I looked, I'm like, oh that's really cool. <laughs> like that towel, I'm like, that. where did you ever come up with that idea? Honestly, anybody that's listening, you got to check out Casey's towel because this, this is, you got to have this in your treatment room. I mean, Thank where did you. you come up with that design? I work as an esthetician. I've been a yeah. hands-on esthetician in the treatment room for, you know, almost 15 years. And the towels are something we use every day, all day. And for me, I'm most of the time, I'm a pretty logical person. I'm always looking for ways to make things a little bit easier, a little bit better, you know? So it's like, well, why are we using one towel for the face, one for the neck and decollete? It's all bulky. It doesn't even feel like the hot towel is like one of the best parts of the facial, right? Like we all love a hot towel, but like we're using kind of these rough terry cloth towels a lot of the time. And I'm like, why are we putting this like oversized kind of rough towel on clients faces couldn't we use something better and then of course i got into like well why couldn't i want to save time on laundry and energy on laundry because again as an esthetician laundry is like a huge part (laughs) of our lives yeah Uh i can cut down on laundry and also if i can cut down the amount of towels i'm shoving in a towel warmer And if the client experience is better with a really freaking soft towel (laughs) that has a slit around it where the client can breathe as well. Right. I don't know. (laughs) It's just like I'm putting all these like puzzle pieces together. Right. That's where the the glow towels came from. I'd always wanted to kind of branch out and create my own product. And I started with the cold rollers a couple of years ago, which have also become very popular. But I wanted something more specific that would really, really help esthetician. Like the cold rollers are great. I love my cold rollers and they're great at home for retail. They're great for treatment room. But the towel really for me was like the icing on the cake for me personally, like as a working esthetician. And I was like, I think other people are going to feel the same way. And if I can put them on a subscription, so we know there's those estheticians out there that are like, oh my God, I'm out of towels. They're panicking. I used to make my sister run to the store, be like, go buy more towels at Costco because I'm running out and they're ripped and they're stained. (laughs) 
So it's like, if I yeah. put them on a subscription, you're never going to run out of towels. Yeah. So, you know, that was actually one of my next questions. Tell me about the subscription. So is it multiple towels on a monthly basis or, or your customers have the ability to decide? And are you targeting the estheticians or are you targeting consumers also? I mean, it's really for anybody, but these are specifically made for estheticians. Yeah, the treatment room. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. My clients are amazing and super supportive. So of course they buy them. They're like, I'm using them at home. But I also (laughs) have now created a headband and washcloth, which is the same microfiber, but even softer. So for clients to use at home, which is also great for estheticians to retail. But anyhow, the subscription is three fresh towels delivered to your door every single month. Usually what I tell estheticians to do is buy them in bulk. So we offer them retail on the website. We also offer them wholesale. So if you want to buy, depending on how busy you are, 30 towels, 60 towels, you order them in bulk, you're ready to go. Then you also sign up for the subscription. So every month you have three new towels showing up at your door because you know you're going to stain them. You know you're going to rip them. You know you're going to lose them. I mean, my towels do withhold... being worked with. But, you know, as estheticians, we're just hard on our towels. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So the cold rollers came first. They came before the towels. Correct. You know, as an esthetician, I mean, that is probably one of my biggest go-tos. I love cold rollers. I just love them. What pulled you for that as opposed to all the other things that are out there you could have chosen? What do you love about them? There's so many cold tools. I've been using cold (laughs) tools in my treatment room since as long as I can remember. My clients always love them. I used to use like the cold globes right? The glass globes. But guess what? I was breaking them left and right. My girls were breaking them. You drop it on the floor and they break. And I was like, okay, like I love using these, but I need something that's like a little bit more durable because like I probably have product on my hands. It's going to slip out of my fridge and the whole thing. So I was using a stainless steel cold roller at home and I was like, well, this is so easy to use for clients yeah. and for estheticians. Yeah. And I was like, this is also, of course, I go to like Casey, the business woman, <laughs> like, yeah. ding, this is also a branding moment if I can put oh. my name on this. So yeah. if I can help people and it's a branding moment, like, why yeah. not? Yep. I didn't expect it to take off like it did. But here we are. Now we're selling the cold rollers and the towels and people love them. So it's super cool. Awesome. Well, you also do a facial in a box. I do. Yeah. 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 Now, is that relatively new or newer addition to your retail collection? Yeah, the collection. The facial (laughs) in a box came about, you know, once we were shut down due to coronavirus. Yeah. I can't get my hands on people's faces. It was the longest I had ever been out of the treatment room in my entire career. And I was just trying to find ways that I could help my clients at home. So I created the facial in the box. It's with the skincare line I use, cosmetics. And then I thought, well, how cool that not only can my clients buy it, but really anyone in the, you know, in the U.S. could order one of these facial in the boxes that comes with all the the fun things. There was that business part of you again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank That's you. great. How'd you get that out there? I mean, obviously contacting your clients, but touching the others. I mean, utilizing your social media database. Everyone's looking at how do I sell what I have? How do I get it out there? 
Right. I mean, I'm lucky that over the last few years, I've really focused on growing my social media presence through Instagram, as well as through my podcast. So as far as quote unquote advertising goes, I do most of my advertising on Instagram and on the podcast and then directing all of that traffic to my website. I also have a newsletter that I'm sending out to clients and, you know, just any other skincare lovers that want to follow me. I utilize all of the above. Yeah. That's <laughs> you know, awesome. Try yeah. and get the word out everywhere. And you know what? I have to tell you, when I was doing my research and checking you out, not like a stalker or anything by any you means. You can stalk. Okay. I, I highly recommend stalking. <laughs> when I was, I was like, wow. And I love, you know, I did the year Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, like 46.9 thousand followers. I'm like, so I decided to follow. I was hoping I would turn into like that 50th thousand person <laughs> that I'd be I'm like, Casey, that's me. That's it's me. You. you know what? Listen, we know that social media is the way to go these days. Yeah. 100%. And you know what? Obviously, I mean, I'm that older generation that, you know, I just figured out how to get onto my Instagram account again. <laughs> but you know what? It is so popular. It's definitely the means of getting out there. Yeah. But Casey, you've somehow, you have nailed this. You have absolutely nailed this because I get messages and have conversations with estheticians all the time. Like, I don't know how to build my Instagram. I don't know how to get myself out there. You know, I've got 200 followers or whatever it is. I mean, that had to be a ton of work. How'd you get there? That's crazy. Really? It was a ton of work and it's still a ton of work. And now that's basically one of my main jobs, which is absolutely insane to me that that's what I do for a living now. (laughs) It is a lot of work. It is a huge commitment. I don't think everyone needs to be like me and like be on there all the time if they're just looking to grow their clientele, unless that's what they want. For me, it started... I was always, I'd always mess around on Instagram, like personally a few years ago. And my husband and I three years ago had recently got married. We went on a honeymoon to Australia and I was posting all these pictures and videos and like capturing our trip and our life and people loved it. And they were telling me they were looking forward to my Instagram. And then of course, here I go, Casey, the entrepreneur. I was like, wait, instead (laughs) of putting that energy into my personal life, what if I flipped the screen onto my business and did the same thing and invited people into my life, my spa, the skincare that I love, maybe a little bit of my husband too, but just really like open up the doors into Casey, the esthetician. So that's what I started to do, but it's a day in and day out type of thing. And when I started, I didn't know what I was doing, but just like anything, like when you first start, you're not that great, but if you're doing it every day, you can get really good, you know, just like dancing or just right riding a bike or even just becoming an esthetician, you know, like the more hours you put in and the more consistent you are, the better you're going to get. And then for me, it's really just been about connecting with people, sharing with people, helping people. That's what's helped me grow the business and just being myself. I know it sounds so silly. And I tell people all the time, like just be yourself, but also show them your really cool treatment room because I want to see your treatment room. Right. Yeah. You make a really, really good point. It's just, you know what, there's so many people out there and we're all different. We, I mean, we're all different. We've got our pluses and our minuses. We, we just all do, but people want to connect. 
They want to feel like they belong and they want to know that there's someone else out there that has been where they've been or is where they are. And Casey, I think, you know what, you're truly a trendsetter when it comes to that. And people need that in their life. They really do. You've done an amazing job. Yeah. And well, and I think that leads right into my next topic is is your podcasts. Yeah. You and Lorena and I logged on to a couple and I was listening <laughs> and I was like, you know what, you guys, you're two girls. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. just it's I you are who you are. And, yes. And and that's what everyone I think people need to know it's okay to be who you are and just be yes. who you are. You don't have to be somebody else. I agree. Would you agree with that? A hundred, a hundred percent. It's really funny because I was actually just talking with Lorena the other day because now that we both have popular Instagrams, the podcast is becoming very popular, which I am so grateful for. And now we've had other opportunities, you know, come up like these types of conversations that we're having right now, other people's podcasts, they want us to speak. And I used to get this idea like, oh my God, I have to go up there and I have to like say all these things perfectly. And then what I realized is like, wait, I got to the place where I am because of who I am. And hopefully you invited me on your podcast or you hired me because you want Casey and I'm not conventional. I'll never will be conventional. (laughs) And I think that's okay. You know, I, I want to kind of like pave, hopefully pave the way for estheticians to like be themselves. First off, that's how you grew your clientele, right? If people are listening, they're an esthetician. How do you grow your clientele? Yes, you're a good esthetician, but your clients probably really like you because you, whatever you do is different than anybody else. So again, the more I've been myself and the more Lorraine and I have been ourselves on the podcast, the better that it's gotten. Of course, yeah, sometimes we're rambling on like it's girl talk and then other times we're getting down to business. But I think if we can share our journey and also give other estheticians and beauty professionals tips and tricks along the way while being slightly entertained, like why not? You know, I, like I said in the beginning, like I didn't like school. I knew I didn't want to go to college because I don't learn like that. Uh, You know, I I do have some learning disabilities. (laughs) I'm dyslexic and I'm pretty sure I'm ADHD. I've never been diagnosed, (laughs) but I've diagnosed myself. So I was like, I want to teach to the people who are unconventional. And I feel like a lot of estheticians, like we're creative people. So I feel like hopefully you can understand my language, you know? Yeah, no. And that's why, you know, that was what really triggered me as I was going through all of your information and through the podcast. I'm like, what I loved is what you have both done is you've hit every gamut of the topic of of business, of life, of clients, of products, of sales, of like everything, but you did it as just you and Lorena, you know? And I think Casey, that was one of the things that I was like, you know what, this is what people need to know is like, you know what? Success is something different to every single person. And you can be successful as you are. You don't, you know, you don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be this. You don't have to be, you know, you get yourself to those places. Yeah. If you want. Yeah. If, yeah, if you want and, and everything is reachable if you want it but you're you and it's just, it's super cool. You know, what you've done to share with other people, to show other people that, you know, they can be them and yeah. be success, whatever that success is to them. You're a great representation. You're just, you're a really great representation. Thank you so much. That is so sweet. It's I really cool. appreciate it. So it's, thank it's, you. It's cool. So what's next down the road? What is next? 
I've got some exciting things coming up. I'm still focusing a lot on my towels. And then as much as I am like the Casey wearing the entrepreneur hat, I also kind of like to kind of go with the flow. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of let things come to me. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I mean, I'm not sitting at my desk, like waiting for someone to send me an email, but it's like, I'm riding the wave. You know, yeah. so for me, you know, getting the towels out there to every esthetician that I can, that's really the goal, you know, yeah. to grow my podcast so we can help more, you know, beauty professionals in the industry. And yeah. other than that, it's hard to say because I don't know what's going to happen. I am very excited that last week I got into the treatment room for the first time in almost eight months. So I was going to ask you if you're back. Yeah, yeah. That gave me like a little piece of my heart back. I will not be seeing clients like I used to, and I won't be running yeah. a full spa anymore. But, you know, I still yeah. want to keep my hand in the pot. I still want to see my regular clients. I feel like it keeps me involved. It keeps me inspired. But as far as what's next, I mean, a whole bunch of fun, exciting stuff. Some stuff I can't share, um, ah, but hopefully some stuff okay. I can share soon. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So for all of our listeners or anyone that's on who's like, oh my God, I'm dying to like, you know, be a, a stalker and check her out too. <laughs> so we can like glowskincare.com. We've got your website. It's glowskincarelay.com. My Instagram yep. is glowskincarelay as well. And then the podcast yep. is Beauty Biz BFF's podcast on Instagram, Beauty Biz BFF's podcast anywhere they're found. So awesome. That's where you, you can find me in podcasting every week, aren't you? Every week, oh. which is a lot. It started as just like a fun passion project. And now I'm like, wait, hold on. This is a whole other business. This is, it's a lot. That is, (laughs) well, you know, uh, you and Lorena are killing it and I think you're fantastic and you know, just a cool trendsetter for the industry. You've really, you've pushed above and beyond and you're setting some high standards and it's great to see. And, you know, it's just a super role model for people that are out there knowing that, you know what, we we can all do this. It, It just... You can just, all just do it. Yourself. Yeah. Just yes. believe in yourself. I will keep trying to set some more trends and pave the way. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so and much. And the biggest thing is you don't have to have a plan, do you? You just get you started. Really don't. No. I know I sound crazy, but I mean, yeah. of course you got a game plan, but yeah. you know, have yeah. like have fun. Yeah. The more fun I have, I feel like the bigger my business grows. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Casey, you have been magnificent. Thank you for joining me on an episode of the Aesthetic Report. Hopefully we connect again real soon. And Casey, from the bottom of my heart, I honestly, I have so much success and growth in the future. And I'm going to keep my eye on you. That's for sure. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Take care. Talk to you real soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Aesthetic Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. If you love this show, leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell all your Asti besties to give us a listen. And don't forget, the education doesn't stop here. The Aesthetic Report is one of many platforms offered by Dermascope. Visit dermascope.com for more education and industry news from the authority of professional skincare. Stay tuned and we'll see you next month for another episode of The Aesthetic Report.